Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. Troy Dooley here, your host with RealMentorsRadio.com. A lot of great things are happening as we move through the second part of December, moving into 2012. Today's news report that I put out in network marketing is going to show some phenomenal things that are taking place, but even outside of direct selling, there are some great things happening around the world. You know, I don't believe a lot of the garbage that we hear from the media about how life sucks. There's no doubt that you can look at the negative if you want to, and you can see the the occupy this and occupy that, and you can see the, the crap that happens worldwide. But it really doesn't matter. What matters is what's happening inside of you. What's happening inside of me? What are we doing in our community? I had a, a neighbor come over last night and said, man, my car's broke down. My wife's on her way home, but I need you to take me to get the car. Can you do it? Heck, yeah, I can do it. Man, I was getting ready to cozy up with Paige and watch a movie. But doggone it, when people are in need, what a better time than just go out and show them, man, we're family. We're, we're community. We're going to do some stuff. And it was exciting. I came back still watched the movie with my baby. It was fun. Hey, we're in uh, this book, Mock 2 with Your Hair on Fire by Richard Brooke, The Art of Vision and Self-Motivation. This chapter today is titled, Who Are You to Play Small? And you've got to go to blissbusiness.com, B-L-I-S-S, business.com. Richard and his partners in, in the DSA are all in Vegas this week. They are working steadily to make this profession the greatest profession in the world. I'm going to be reporting on what activities have been happening there this week. It's going to be fun. But let's dig into today. Who are you to play small? Richard opens this chapter with something I found just beautiful. It says, who are you to play small? Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Are you a child of God? Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightening or enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. I thought, wow, that's deep. We are all meant to shine as children do. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And if we let our own light shine, we inconspicuously give other people permission to do the same. We are liberated from our own fears, our presence, and automatically liberate others. That was by Maureen Williamson in her book, A Return to Love, Reflections on the Principles of a Course in Miracles. Listen, I think of people out there that have made phenomenal differences in life. Mother Teresa. It wasn't about fame and fortune. It wasn't about power and prestige. But yet there's not a living, breathing person, I think, on earth that was not touched by the generosity that she gave. Princess Diana was that 
little girl's fairy tale to the top. Everybody listened when her marriage broke up, but the world stood still when her life was taken. But yet her life's work had nothing to do with fame and fortune of being a princess, but yet she used that title to go and help third world countries remove the unexploded landmines that had devastated so many children, so many wives who had to work in the fields and had limbs blown off. When I listened to what Richard said, or what he, what was written by Maureen here in, in this, I was I thought of all that. I've been so blessed in my life from my childhood to now. And yet sometimes I sit here like everybody else and wonder about poor me. I don't let my light shine near like I should. And today as I was reading this, I was reminded of my 21-year-old son who at the age of 16 said, Dad, I want to help people. Let's start a foundation. And we started the coast, the Gulf Coast Disaster Relief Team and started helping families that were devastated during the hurricanes. And we started Operation Guardian Angels to help a family in need who had, an arson had torched their house, taking everything. Not about the money, not about the prestige, just a kid wanting to serve others. Listen to what Richard writes here. Do you believe our Creator would allow us to have a worthwhile desire and then not give us the ability to achieve it? That would be mark mockery. It would be cruel. He says, Dr. Napoleon Hill proved in his lifelong study of 500 of the most successful self-made people in America the key to success, the 17 principles of personal achievement. That was the book he wrote this in. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. You notice he didn't say what man can fake, he can make. He said what can be conceived and believed can be achieved. In sales, we talk about ABC all the time, always be closing. In leadership, we talk about the CBA, conceive, believe, and achieve. Some people say, well, I just don't believe that. Well, there you go. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, is it not? If you can't believe it, you'll never achieve it. But when you start to conceive something in your mind, and you start believing that it will work, and you start striving to make it happen, you will achieve it. I've seen it from the smallest to the largest you take a brand new baby that starts to crawl, then starts to walk, then starts to run. It's amazing. Think about all the heroes or heroines who have made such a difference in our lives through their contributions. Not just Mother Teresa or Princess Diana, but what about people like Steve Jobs or Sam Walton? Look around you in your office or your home place and think about what is accomplished. Did you ever think of your car? We talk about Harry Ford a lot, but what about all those people you've never heard of who created something that goes in the automobile that makes life a lot easier? Maybe like the air conditioner, for example, or power steering. See, the world is full of abundance, achievement, influence, 
I'll tell you, you know, looking at people, and I'm going to, you know, obviously I'm using Richard in a lot of these stories, but he sent me some stuff the other day. I said, Richard, can you send me some of your product, not 2110, but some of the some of the foundational products that has made your company great over the last 20 years, never dreaming that I'd get this beautiful box of mouthwash, pet supplies, toothpaste. I've been using this toothpaste from OxyFresh. And you got to understand, sometimes my, 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 my mouth hurts. I have been in so many physical fights in my life that my teeth, some of them are cracked. And man, this stuff really works. It, may, it just it's 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 amazing to me. See, Richard has affected my life not just from a business sense, but his formulators and the people that work his stuff out. They 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 really are good at what they do. See, when I look at this and I analyze this chapter, what right does Richard have to be to be working in a chicken factory? Had he not made the decision to change his life, as we learned in the first few chapters, my life would be different. See, I had to sit down and realize this. See, I believe God brought Richard into my life at a time when I needed that. He needed to bring somebody in that could relate, that I could relate to, that we could build a bond with that was different than some other mentors. Probably works best for both of us, for all I know. But see, Richard has pushed me not to let my light be small, not to live a small life when there's so much that I need to accomplish with my life's purpose. The question is, what's your life's purpose? Do you even know your life's purpose? I know, I know my, my friend Rick, uh, uh, Rick Warren, pastor of Saddleback Church, wrote this great book called Purpose Driven Life, sold millions of copies. I think more copies than any book but the Bible. I think that's awesome. They just haven't read Mark 2 yet. But I think about purpose. And here's what Richard writes. The world is full of abundance and achievement, influence, respect, love, and health. It's all there for the borrowing. All you have to do is envision yourself with it, and it will come. Now, you got. I don't want you to take that out of context. Richard's not saying just, you know, close your eyes and go, oh, I'm going to be rich. We already talked about that. This goes back to the CBA. Conceive it, believe it, and achieve it. But yet most people don't. See, Richard says, people who are broke or sick or friendless are that way because they're, they just are. That's the way they're being. What they have done to create these results is simply an effect that follow the cause. If you act like a jerk all the time, don't expect to have friends around. It's that plain and simple. If you don't go to work, if all you do is play the lottery, go to a casino, sit around and drink a beer and shoot pool hoping you're better than the pool shark, then you get you the results that you want. You screw around on your wife all the time, then don't expect her to sit home not screwing around on you. I mean... See, it doesn't matter what aspect of your life, what Richard says is accurate. So the question is, are you ready today to stop playing small? Get out a pen and paper. So we're going to write down some stuff. Richard says, to create the vision of whom you would love to become, 
then you have to access four cornerstones. And if you're too young to know what a cornerstone is, go to some old churches or go to the old buildings in your town and look at the, the corner of the front of the building, and you're going to see a, a piece of concrete, and it's going to have a date in it. And if you were to take that concrete out and you were to pull out that cornerstone in that building, there's probably going to be some type of a chamber behind it that will have documents in it. It will be documents of when that building was built, just the way the cornerstones work. Sometimes they work in land, and you'll see a, a cornerstone. It will be a pile of rocks showing the landmarks. So you've got cornerstones in your life. You have four of them that make up your foundation. Number one is your authentic values. Do you know what your values are? I mean, seriously. Most people never sit down and think about this. Here's some examples of some values. Acceptance, appreciation, belonging, comfort, intimacy, respect, safety, security, fun, peace, spirituality, excellence, pleasure, power, recognition, integrity, relationships, creativity, love, freedom, trust, partnership, contribution. Richard's five values are creativity, love, fun, success, and integrity. I actually have seven values that I focus on. Authenticity, family, integrity, mercy, relationship, servant leadership, and wisdom. I'm telling you, man, Richard Brookin, I, I, I don't just talk about him. I don't just think he's a fun guy. I listen to what he says. I put my butt to gear and try to make it happen. The second cornerstone is your gifts. Richard says each of us have one or more natural gifts or talents that are contributions to other people. This next thing I'm going to say is powerful. Listen to what he writes. He says, I believe these gifts are awarded to us for a reason so that we can share them with the world. And I believe that we are most powerful when we're sharing the special gifts that we have. Some examples, challenge, contribution, creativity, excellence, friendship, family, honesty, integrity, leadership, listening, spirituality, strength, success. Before I tell you what Richard's are, he wrote this in 2005, and I love this saying. He says, the greatest gift you can give another is love. His happens to be, his, his gifts are fun, creativity, and leadership. Mine take on more of a spiritual sense because of my background a little bit, but my, my first one is discernment. Being able to focus, weed out, do the due diligence of the truth versus fiction. The second, and, and, I, and I wrote this in a spiritual term, is prophecy. Not prophecy in the way of I'm going to predict your future, but I can look at things and trend it out and use my analytical senses and usually give you an idea of what's going to happen in those things that I focus the most on. The third gift is encouragement, going out there and being able to uplift others. The fourth is writing and the fifth is teaching or coaching. These are gifts I believe God has given me that I've every day do my best within my family and within the world to use. So you have to do that. You have to move it forward. You have to know what you're doing. Richard said the third is your life's purpose, the theme 
of your life. Do you know what it is? Your life theme is natural, passionate, joyful, fun, satisfying, and unique to you. Richards is interesting as he shares it, and I'm going to share that with you in a second. But listen to what he says. He says, each of us can discover the theme of our life. It's it's kind of like a song in our life, our personal, our per- personal purpose for being here. But here's the issue that Richard brings up, and I thought this was great. He says, Life's purpose is often confused with grandiose accomplishments such as ending world hunger or discovering a cure for cancer. And those are great. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are people whose life's purpose, that's what it is. But maybe your life purpose is raising a successful family, breaking that curse of alcoholism that is run rampant, or maybe making sure that your marriage lasts forever. You need to discover what it is, and then you need to wordsmith it out, and you need to to look at it on a regular basis. Richard's purpose is to live life full out, have fun, and inspire others to do the same. I've done two things. I have a life purpose, and I have a creed. My life purpose is to impact the world and my family by living an authentic and merciful life, sharing the wisdom that God has given me through my writing and my teaching. My personal creed is to walk daily under the authority of my Lord, to live by my personal values so I can fulfill the mission that my God has created me for, and to remember that the Lord created me as a confident and incredibly focused leader who has priceless value to give the world. I took it a little step further. But I've written all of my stuff on three by five cards. They're carried in a leather case wherever I go. I've sat on airplanes and people say, Man, what are you doing? I said, I'm I'm reading about my life purpose. I've I've had so many different mentors that I've added something that, that Richard doesn't talk about and I'll make sure we have time and I'll share it with you. But the fourth cornerstone is our character traits, our beliefs, and our habits. Examples are, I act quickly on things that I need to do. I look for the positive and good in everyone. I respect and take care of my body. I deserve to be successful. I play a little or a lot every day. You need to add your character traits. These are the cornerstones. Now, how can you make it all happen? Affirmations. See, affirmations are the statements of special goals phrased as facts. Some people, they get freaky on this stuff. They say, well, aren't those just really affirmations are kind of like ritual sayings? Spells or curses? No, not really. Here are some examples. I absolutely love myself. I deserve happiness. You you heard me say one from Nicolas Cage. I am the greatest. I'm in action every day. I give people my full attention. I'm having fun. 
You've got to write your own down. You've got to have these affirmations that, that work for you. Let me share. I do it a little different than what Richard did. I do it in a, in, in a couple of different ways because I believe this is something that's very important. In, in Instead of just affirmations, I put them down as blessings from God. I, I stole this from Joel Osteen several years ago. It's just... I don't agree with a lot of what Joel Osteen says, and and the reason I don't, I'll be open and, and straightforward here, is because is I think he only shares part of the story. I'm, I'm a, I love being positive and focused, but doggone it, you better be a realist too and explain to people you can be the most positive person under the sun, and you're still going to hit your your toe on a rock. You're still going to thumb your hammer a hammer on your thumb. I mean that's just part of life. You just don't sit there and dwell on it. But here's something I love. See, my affirmation statements, walking down the beach daily on a, on, I mean, on a regular basis. Today it's been chilly, so I was at Home Depot checking out the new tools. But here's what I do. I say, these are, these are titled God's Blessings in My Life. And there's not a lot of them. I think I've got like nine of them, and here's what they are. I accept the blessing of your supernatural wisdom and clear direction in my life. I accept the blessing you have given me of creativity with courage with ability and with abundance. I accept the blessing you have given me of a strong will and a self-control and self-discipline. I accept the blessing you have given me of a great family, good friends, good health, with faith, favor, and fulfillment. I accept the blessing you have given me of success, supernatural strength, promotion, and with divine protection. Now understand, my faith comes into everything I do. I accept the blessing you have given me of breaking any curse over or spoken of me. Now, I'm talking about negative crap. You know, I'm not talking about like curse with a wand from Harry Potter, any garbage like that. That's ever been spoken of me. Any negative word that has ever been spoken against me. I accept the blessing that you have given me an obedient heart and a positive outlook on life. I accept the blessing that you have given me of blessing me in the city, the county, the country, and the world. And the last one, I don't want to bore you. I accept the blessing you have given me that everything I put my hands on will prosper and succeed. Affirmations. Mine, it's the same thing that Richard's talking about here. Now, something that Richard doesn't share in this book, and I got this from John Maxwell several years ago, and I use it in my life. I believe that this is important, and I want to add it to it. And if Richard ever says, Troy, let's collaborate on, on the new edition of Mach 2, He's not, going to, he's not going to do that. If he did, I'm going to say, Richard, we've got to put in here about these five life decisions. Because, see, daily I believe that everything I do in life revolves around five decisions. The first one, my relationships. And I ask these questions. Have I deepened my relationship with God, and how have I done that? Have I deepened my relationship with Paige, and how have I done that? Have I deepened my relationship with my kids and how? My second life decision is my character. Have I developed my character today and how? Third is my attitude. Have I chosen the right attitude in spite of what has happened to me today? How? You ought to see my journal on this crap. Number four, my values. Have I lived out my values before others today and how? And five is my growth. Have I done things that will increase my potential today? And what have I done? 
This book that Richard wrote can change your life if you allow it to change your life. It, it, it's it's just the starting point, folks. It's not the it's not the end all. And you may be saying, Troy, I don't even know how to find my life purpose. I don't even know what I should be doing. How how can I take it a step further? I'm going to give you some resources besides my good buddy Richard Brooke. Number one, here's a website you can go to, dawnbillings.com. That's D-A-W-N as in Nancy, Billings, B-I-L-L-I-N-G-S, dot com. On her website, she has a button on the right-hand side, beautiful. Everything on her site's color-coded, and the reason it is because she has a personality test called the Primary Colors Personality Test. I think this would be one of your first steps. You need to figure out what is your personality like. Are you red, orange, yellow, green, blue, or purple? Take that test and let Dawn know that Troy sent you over there. She'll probably give you a free gift or something. She's a beautiful, lovely gal I've collaborated with over and over and over. Wonderful lady. That that can be a start for you. Obviously, you want to go to blissbusiness.com. You want to dig deep into what Richard's got going on there. It's going to help you out. A, a, another resource, and this is one that I've talked about early on in this series, but it's changed my life. It's free, too. Here it is. It's kazone.com. C-H-A-Z is in zebra. O-W-N is in Nancy. Kazone is Hebrew for vision or purpose. This is a complete website, free of charge. It does have a faith-based message. I want you to understand that. But it will work you through. The book is phenomenal. You should buy the book. But if you don't buy the book, watch these videos and work through. You'll get your core value. You'll figure out your gifts. You'll figure out your through your past experiences what your life purpose is. See, your life experiences, and Richard's talked about this, is things that you've got to work on to be able to help you fulfill the future. You'll find out what the five spokes of your, of your life is and what to do, and then you'll help set the goals that you want to achieve. If you're, if you're a faith-based person out there and you're saying, well, Troy, I want, to, I want to take it a step further. How do I know this is even in God's purpose for me? I want to give you eight ways that you can discover God's will in your life without sitting on your butt doing nothing. And I guarantee you this all revolves around the CBA, conceive, believe, and achieve. Number one, what are you most passionate about? What would you do if money was no object? What is it that drives you daily? Number two, what are those special gifts, those skills that you're equipped with? Richard talks about this. Number three is what resources do you possess? What what do you have that you can leverage to help you fulfill your life's purpose? These are all, all going to hone in on this. Number four is what opportunities are setting at your doorstep? Number five, and this goes back to Kazon, your past. How has God used you in the past? What What have you done in the past that people have said you helped me, you changed my life, or you see that your life has changed? Number six is your key environments. Are there certain environments in in which you tend to thrive? I thrive helping people 
that are trying to launch their own home business. doesn't matter if it's network marketing or otherwise. They do a lot of consulting work locally with folks on this. Number seven, again, this is faith-based, so if you're not of a faith persuasion, you can throw this one out, but what does the Bible say about what it is you want to do? If your whole focus is you want to be a hooker, I really doubt that's, that's your purpose in life, and that's not going to line up with Scripture. And number eight, this is the one I thrive on the most, is seek wise counsel. That's why I seek out guys like Richard. I seek out Tom Hopp. I seek out Dave Ramsey, John Maxwell, Andy Stanley, Don Billings, Don DiScamanchi. I want to change. Folks, it's been an awesome week. This book is phenomenal. We're going to finish it up next week. Chapter 9 on Monday, write the film script of your life. Richard, I love you. Thank you for writing this book. Folks, go to blissbusiness.com. Find out what else Richard has to offer. Live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here with me next Monday for RealMentorsRadio.com. Bye now.